0: You're listening to a message from Highway Church, from Joey and Kirsten Roberts. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So good. Jesus is alive. Amen. He's here with us right now. Praise the Lord Jesus. So grateful to be here together. This is my lovely, talented, awesome, anointed Precious, powerful, beautiful, special, a <laughs> wonderful wife, Kirsten, and uh, we're just so glad to be here. Amen. And uh, thank you, thanks yeah. for having us. Oh, I love this building.
1: So. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Coolest church I've been in maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you have no idea how blessed you are. Yeah. Amen. It's so true. Say something.
1: Man, it is just... I cannot keep my eyes dry in this place. It is so... uh, I mean, just Mm. the... Well, Joey said it this morning, as you, you'll, we'll know when we, like, you just feel the anointing and the presence, because this is a prepared place. Yes. This is a place where your process. See, I can't even, let's just like, I, I, I haven't been able to just keep the tears. It's so, you can sense his goodness in this yes. place. Yes. Um, because he, there's a, you know, he's always with us. He never leaves you or forsakes you. But that last right, one of the songs we were singing, let us be more, become more aware of him. That's what's been done here. Yes. Is there has been a place that has been so prepared, that he's been so welcomed. Yeah. And it's free, right? That was what Jennifer yeah. was saying earlier, is there's a freedom to... Do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a freedom. I saw it right there. They're running. <laughs> <Rand Pops. laughs> Couldn't oh. have planned that better.
1: <laughs> oh, but man, he he is so good. You know, yeah. um, something that we well that Joey's been speaking on for can we say even years now, or just a, for for a long time now, yeah. just that the holy spirit and it sounds Mm. like that is the year and what you're just endeavoring to dive into this year but you know something stuck out at me we were talking on the way here in the car about um why tongues right what are the things that that makes Why do we pray in tongues? What does it do for us? And there's a number of reasons, but one of the things that jumped out to me is it makes you aware, more aware of the indwelling presence of him. So when we were singing that song earlier of let us become more aware of his presence, Lord said, how do you do that? How do you become more aware of my presence? Well, you can come into a place like this and someone with absolutely no awareness yes. of anything spiritual yes. can be affronted with his presence. Mm. But there is, but that is because there's a people here that have made a home for him that is so evident.
0: Yes. And,
1: and yet, mm. when we leave this place, so we can come here and just be like, wow. I feel it. You you'd have to be I don't know, dull, yeah. not to feel something, yeah. right? Yeah. But this is yes, this is where it counts and it makes room for the anointing to flow. But We need that in our everyday life. We need that in the noise. We need that on our jobs. We need that when we are, you know, among people that might not be so aware of that presence, right, or might be more aware of a different presence that is not so edifying. And that is when we need to be able to stir ourselves up and remind ourselves to become more aware of the presence. He never leaves us, he's never gone, he's never not right there beside you providing everything that you could ever have need for, but we need to make ourselves more aware of that. And one of the easiest and best tools that we have to do that is speaking in tongues. And yes. just under our breath uttering and muttering those syllables, it is something that is is—it's just an amazing tool that the Lord has given us to enable us to walk more free to walk more victorious to pray a prayer of perfect faith when you don't feel like you have yes. the faith for something yes. because when you pray in tongues you have to be praying in faith yes it, you have to Because every single syllable you say is an utterance of your faith depending on the Lord to supply those syllables for you. Amen. So if you think your faith is weak, take a moment to pray in tongues. You have just prayed the perfect prayer of faith, right? And faith is the currency that is what we operate in, in the kingdom. Yes. We know that. But the devil would use any Mm. little thing to come in and tell you, well, you don't have enough faith. Or you don't have, well, you know, so-and-so. Maybe he can't convince you anymore that God doesn't love you. Great, we've got that. Um, But if he can come in and tell you maybe, well, you're a disappointment, God still loves you. Mm. He still loves you, Mm. but you you just... Mm you're not you know you're not working correctly you're not you don't have enough faith and so he can't because you know he he on his faith he's not a respect of persons but he's a respecter of faith yes. so then if you don't have enough faith then he wants to give it to you but uh, you just you can't quite get there Doesn't and exist. so it's just another yeah. another um, tactic of the enemy to try Aye. and get you yeah. to rely on you and it has, this is what Joseph was saying earlier, this has nothing to do with us. Yes. It has already yes. all been done. Yes. It's already yes. all yes. accomplished.
0: Yes. Amen. And so
1: if I can make myself, <laughs> the key is to make me and my mind more aware of that. I was praying, was it last week, the week before, we had our Bible study at our house. And it, that was a crazy. We, we were like, I don't know if anyone's going to show up. And so a couple girls came, kind of some some normal girls that are always there. We start at 6.30, we say 6.30 and then we start at 7. So 6.30 is fellowship, eating, whatever. 7 o'clock we start. So at 7 o'clock, three girls showed up. We're like, okay, great, let's get started. So then two more people, it was like everyone that had ever been to dwell started coming in. Like, we had no more seats. People were sitting on the floor, and then Joey's, Joey was actually getting, he's like preaching, and then someone else would show up, and he's like, <sighs> like "Okay." <laughs>
0: They were they coming two C's. by two. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: I was like, "Sorry, like I gotta go get a chair." Like, um, I was like, "This is this is not something to get frustrated about. This is good." But, but one of the girls that came, um, she, I could tell while we were talking about being filled with the Spirit and praying in tongues that it was something that was like she'd heard of, maybe she'd seen, she'd been to our Bible study before, but and maybe wanted to but there was no she she was she di- wasn't filled with the spirit but didn't think she could and so i approached her afterwards and i said you know did did anything tonight did that or did that stick with you or is there anything there that she's like yeah all of it you know i'm going through all of these things and my marriage and these kids and all of this stuff, and I said, "Well, is that something? Is this something you want to do? You do you do you want to get filled?" Yes, I, yeah. Would you do that tonight? I was like, "Yeah, tonight. Let's just go in the other room. We'll find we'll find a spot." Um, so I prayed with her, but you know, and and I found this over and over again um, that it is so much. You know what, tongue's one of the things that I think it's so effective for is getting us out of this. Yeah, right? Is getting, is um, bypassing our minds. And if you're like me and you're a planner and you want to know, you know, you're, I, I love Joey and I wish I could be more like him sometimes. But amen, he, <laughs> amen. <laughs> <laughs> He's not so much the planner, but I am the planner. Like I want to know. I have that, a plan. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so but what this it's, it's a tool to get us out of that mind right, which can get in the way so many times and for her it was like well I don't want to, I feel like I'm you know if I try then I'm faking it and then you know that's I was like so what who cares well that was the enemy's trick with her was you, you're not really doing it that's you know other people are really there's something else that they're experiencing you're just mumbling and you're making stuff up and so not only is it not effective but now it's bad right you've done something wrong because you're faking it and god can tell you're faking it
0: (laughs) It's
1: like that is exactly what the enemy wants you to think he will use any of the stupidest little things so i said go ahead and fake it for a little while and shove that in his face. Yeah. Like, okay, yes. I'm faking it by faith. <laughs> Wonderful. God will honor that. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I was talking to my mom a little while mm. ago. She runs the children's church at their church in California. And um, she has mm. completely kind of changed the entire curriculum of the children's church. And um, one of the things that she brought in and had been praying about for a long time was getting filled with the spirit. And she said something the other day. She's like, you know, I have never once had a child who I didn't pray the simplest prayer with. And immediately they were filled and speaking in other tongues. Immediately. And I tell you something. There's something about that childlike faith and that ability to to bypass this and all of the thoughts and letting life and circumstances and the enemy that has been oftentimes trying to talk to us for so mm. long but mm. children are like yeah, hey this is I've got a tool for you it gives you more power makes you power to be a witness you can be bolder it edifies yeah. you it makes you more aware of God on the inside of you do you want it yeah 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 I'll take it yeah sure yes now how? okay mm. now how you get that is you say yes thank you Lord I got it. I got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Yeah, And that's it. And they pray in tongues yes. every single day, every single church service. Yes. And those children, they have a, a soaking time. And I thought that was so cool. They turn off the lights and they lie and they talk to their father. And then they ask them afterwards, what is it that you saw? What is it that the Lord was showing you? And the revelation of these little children, of what their father is showing them,
0: is so,
1: um, I'm telling you, it is so beyond. And God is so not moved by age or Mm. circumstances or anything. He is just trying to get his presence through us to this world. So, so much so. I don't know. They, I had something else, but do you want to go on? This there? is great. Sorry. I'm enjoying this.
0: This rarely Sorry, happens like. <laughs> like this. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. You. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, uh, last <laughs> night when we had uh, said good night, um, uh, this this timer kept going off. No, 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 this is, don't, don't take, yeah, that's not what this is for. (laughs) And uh, we're in bed, and and, uh, it's an hour time change for me. Um, She's been up here a few days, but I just got up here, and I kept thinking it's, it's like 1130, and I I was tired yesterday at, well, all day. I got up really early, got a car to the airport, and and, and, uh, got up here, and so last night at, Dinner time. After dinner, uh, I, I was ready for bed. In fact, driving here, the hour here, I was just tired. But then, you know, the Lord, um, the Lord doesn't like is not confined by our timetables, right? Like there is no time or space in heaven. Uh, it's um, and we are eternal beings. You know, one thing that, um, and we're kind of just jumped in here, but we know Jim, Jim was here this past week, so he probably paved a good pathway of the Holy Spirit, so he can just pick up right on there. Not, not too much explanation has to be explained if you've been with Jim Hockaday for a few days. He did all the heavy lifting, but um, last night, uh, we're in bed, and um, all of a sudden, um, one thing about the, uh, the Holy Spirit's indwelling... Um, you you can become more aware of, uh, and I found this to be true, one of the the places that the enemy fights people in general the most, uh, the lie that he tells, the biggest lie, I think, um, that opens the doors to other lies, is is, uh, blinding people and causing them to forget that they are spirit. You're a spirit. You are a spirit. Uh, um, and and so uh, that's something to confess. Uh, if you would if you'd say that to yourself, you know, faith comes by hearing Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so the word in Genesis one, God said, "Let us make man in our image." Right. Well, uh, if you, you could read through the entire Bible and find out the, the, the number one key factor in us being like God is, is that we are a speaking spirit. It is the thing that gives us dominion over plants, over animals, right? Animals can, can make noise, but they're not a speaking spirit. An animal cannot command a snake, to die. Yet that was a a command that God gave to Adam and Eve. Uh, And and later on we find uh, uh, that we are anointed to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Right? And so the Holy Spirit, given, Jesus said in Acts 1-8, remember he was telling the disciples, I'm about to go away. But I won't leave you comfortless. I will send unto you. I'll pray the Father. He'll send you another comforter. He'll be just like me. But it'll be better. He won't just walk with you. He'll actually come and live in you. The uh, One uh, verse says he'll make his abode or his home or his residence in you. You remember Peter, uh, on, uh, and then he went on to say in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will then be witnesses of me in Judea and Samaria and, and Jerusalem and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So then it was just a few weeks later on the day of Pentecost, they were waiting. Remember Jesus commanded and said, don't leave Jerusalem without the Spirit. I'm going away, but you wait here, and I'm, he's going to come. And when he does, you'll recognize it. Well, they were in the upper room, right, 120, including Mary. I remember years ago, I was pastoring up in New Hampshire, and I did this, uh, I came up with this great idea I had gotten from another minister. Um, and uh, I was living in a Catholic town, and so I did this big newspaper ad, and I said, uh, this next Sunday, Pastor Roberts, that was me. Will be uh, I did my own ads to make sure they were perfect, and uh, uh, I want to represent myself well. Uh, and 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 uh, Pastor Roberts at the, the church at the Dream Center, that was our name. Uh, we we will be teaching on the five reasons why I love the Virgin Mary, and I knew that would get all the Catholics in my town excited. And not even the priests were going to talk up Mary on their Sunday morning. Not that I'd heard of, because I had an ad in the paper and they did not. And so I'd made it very known that Sunday morning, come and hear the five reasons why I love the Virgin Mary. Well, we had 11 Catholics show up, and, and we gave them carte blanche. We put them up front, and, and they had made themselves known, were here, were so excited. And so the first four reasons were historical and relational. But the fifth one was right there in Acts 1 at the end of the chapter. It says there was 120 of them present in the upper room waiting for the promise of the Spirit to come. And Mary was numbered with them all. And then we go right into Acts chapter 2. And the day of Pentecost was fully come and they were all assembled together in one place. And suddenly... Like a sound from heaven came as a, a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. I said, now circle that word all. And I said, now go back to the previous chapter and Mary was numbered with them all and, and go back again. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they all began to speak with other tongues. And all of a sudden, just a pause... And there was this moment of clarity. I said, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And with the other 119 people, they lifted their voice and began to pray in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I said, how many here today would like to receive what Mary got On the day of Pentecost. And how many would like to have that power. That her son promised. Ye shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And all 11 Catholic people. Raised their hand. And all 11 were filled with the Holy Ghost. And all of them walked out of there. You know there's different approaches for different things. As my wife is talking. One thing of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's becoming revelation to us, as she said, is, is, is you're it's a constant, he's a constant reminder. When I pray in other tongues, it's it's a constant reminder that he is ever present with me. Remember, Jesus said to the disciples, Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. I'll always be with you. You know, the promise of the Holy Spirit in us is that Jesus is ever present with me. The infilling of of the presence of the Holy Spirit, 1 John 4, 4, says, Greater is He that is in me than he that's in the world. When I pray in the Spirit, I'm constantly reminded of not myself, but who is with me. You know, one of the greatest signs uh, that we're, we're literally in the last days, right before the return of Jesus... The Bible said, Paul said, in the last days, right before the coming of the Lord, men would become lovers of themselves. And we are in a generation known as the selfie generation. We have sticks called selfie sticks. We have Instagram that is centered around self. Now don't go out and say, "Uh, see, social media is demonic. No, it's a wonderful tool when it's used in the right way. You know, through social media, I met your pastors through a miraculous event. I was on Instagram a few years ago in the morning, had my coffee. It was early. I've told this story here before. Well, not here, at the other building. Uh, and, and, and I'm just scrolling through, and I saw like a, a like. Somebody had liked something I'd said. And for some reason, it stuck out to me. And on the inside, I was like, I need to go back and find out who that person is. So I went back and I saw I was Pastor Jen. And then I went to her page and I saw they pastor a church. And something in a moment seemed right to me. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight. Part of walking by faith is, is learning to hear those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Right? And if you're a son of God or a daughter of God, then you are to be led by the Spirit of God. Though the world lusts and looked after a sign, not you and me, we have the greater one on the inside. You could shortly say it like this, you're supposed to learn to walk by your seamer. It's not what I think is right. It's not what they say is right. It's not what society deems is right. It's what seems right on the inside of my spirit. Amen. 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 You know, the world would call it a hunch. A hunch, or, or it, after the hunch passes and a day goes by, they then have another term called deja vu. But, but you and I, we know better. We have the inward witness. And just on the inside that morning, there was just this seeming like, I need to go back and find out who this is. Out of nearly 1,700 friends friends on, on Instagram, just this one message seemed to catch my seamer. So I went back. And I, I, my wife can tell you, I don't do this very often. But I, 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 I sought out their email and said, you don't know me, I don't know you, um, but I'll be in Boston. I wondered if you knew some mutual friends, the Del Turcos. And I said, I'll be there coming up. Maybe we should have coffee, you know, and, and get together. Well, we had dinner that night, and everything just seemed like this was the Lord talking to us. Next thing you know, we're talking about doing meetings together. And since then, we've had this wonderful friendship. You know, that when when your pastor says that we are faith friends, we literally are. The Lord, the Holy Ghost, will literally even bring your relationships that you're supposed to have together. Not only that, he'll put a division between relationships that are actually holding you back. Amen. Amen. You know, he wants to direct our whole life. He wants to put you in a river of himself and literally direct and order your steps with everyone you meet, everywhere you go, even in conversation. Amen. Mm-hmm. We want to add something to this. Go ahead. I want to preach a little bit, but, but yeah. Okay, I'll add yes, please.
1: Um. Joey started out with saying that one of the biggest things that the enemy does is try to get you to believe, to not know that you're a spirit. Yeah. And that is truly not knowing your true identity. That is what that is. But, you know, it's so, I think it's so interesting. Um, That is exactly what he did with Jesus.
0: Yeah.
1: That is the first thing that he did with Jesus after he was baptized. Yeah. When he was laid into the wilderness and Jesus shows us exactly how to deal with that um in in Matthew it's Matthew Luke and Mark there's the, the stories there but in Matthew 4 it says then Jesus was guided by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted and tried by the devil and as he and he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights and later he was hungry but this is the part I want you to see and the tempter came to him and said to him if you are God's son so now what what did happened 40 days earlier 40 days earlier he was baptized and a voice from heaven said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased so the voice from heaven has said and i'm telling you today a voice from heaven has declared over you you are my beloved son or daughter and in you i am well pleased because it's not in you it's in Jesus that is where you are so the Lord has declared this over his son and then the first thing Satan says to him is if you are the son of God hmm. so what is the temptation right there that it says that Jesus was tempted and later on we see in the it says Jesus was tempted in the same ways as we are yeah. I don't believe that that is the same ways that he's... Jesus wasn't tempted with drugs. Well, may, maybe there's different drugs, in the, but it's not the same. It wasn't, it wasn't <coughs> the same fleshly temptations that we have today. <coughs> but there is a deeper root of temptation that is what causes us to turn to any other things. Yeah. Right, yeah. whether that be drugs or whatever else, but really those things are so um, surface. Yeah. There's always a much deeper root to that. Unbelief is one of those biggest roots, Mm. right? The temptation Mm. to not believe. That is sin. So what was Jesus tempting? What was Satan tempting Jesus? He was saying, if you are the (coughs) Son of God, I'm tempting you to to not believe who who you are. Your true identity. Yes. If you are the Son of God, then right turn these stones into bread he completely blows it off yeah he doesn't even acknowledge it but that is it was a temptation of well I feel deserted right I mean that was the that was the last thing Jesus said at the cross and he did all of that for us so that we would never feel deserted feel forsaken feel alone feel lost yes and he did that he went through that for us and he showed us and that's exactly what joey is saying if satan can get us off of this we are a spirit
0: Spirit, yes we
1: are living in a the spiritual world is so much more real. I read a book not too long ago, and it's about people who had near death experiences. Who, and it's actually quite astounding, because the, um, they, they looked all over the world at different, different religions, different people, and the experiences are very, very similar. People who, you know, you hear of people who died on the table and then came back minutes later hours later sometimes but one of the things that kept coming up that people would say is i felt like that the world that i got a taste of it was so much more real in every essence and every sense and i don't think we can conceptualize that but we think okay we're living in the real world and we'll go to you know the yes. other that's not the real though this is real this is a literal shadow this is and everything from the brilliance of the colors to the actual tangibleness of everything was so much more real and you know one of the f- one of the questions that he asked all of them was what is the f- what was the first thing now these experiences, people went both to heaven and to hell, and there were similarities with both. But one of the things they, that he asked was, who was the first person you met? Or what was the first thing, the first thing there? And they said, you know, the, the first person that I was introduced to was the real me. I had no idea that that is who I was. Yeah. That that was actually and there's a story I've I don't you tell it sometimes of the was it Joe that went to heaven or someone who you know Jesus said um, who was the best general on earth yeah and and the man said well I can't even think started of started
0: naming different generals yes
1: yeah, started naming all these different generals who were you know big generals on earth who had won wars or won battles or in history books and Jesus said no it's that man right over there. He's a janitor all his life. He but he was called to be the greatest general that yeah. ever lived. Yeah. But he never stepped into <clears throat> that. I'm telling you, there is so there is a perfect
0: mm.
1: place, there is a, a perfect thing for every single one of us. Yes. And if all of us are operating in the mm. our true identity. There is no room for jealousy because I'm not designed to do the same thing you are. Yes. And you're not designed to do the same thing I am. And yes. me doing what I'm designed to do is going to empower you <coughs> to do what you're designed to mm. do. All yeah. the more. We're yes. designed to work together as a body. Yes. Following after that perfect call that we're supposed to, to do. So just recognize, or I wanted to, to show you here that Jesus was tempted in that same yeah. In that like fashion, yes, and we—he was tempted there and overcame, yes. so that we never mm-hmm. had to even acknowledge that, so that we can continue to always walk in our true identity, which is a spirit living yes. in a body, but it is such a temporal thing. We are spirits. Yes, um, the one. The. Do you want to go on there? No. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel no, like no, I'm this stealing your microphone. <laughs> All right, I'll say yes. one other I'll say one other thing. <laughs> <been> on my... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give her an inch, she takes... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um okay. So what one... let's do everything you wanna do. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Somebody say preach. <laughs> Come on, Kirsten, preach.
1: Um, <laughs> um, one of the things, one of the reasons, yeah. and, and this will come back full circle in a moment. It, um, you know, in, in Proverbs it says, yeah. let your heart not be troubled. Yeah. So God tells us to not let our heart be troubled. That's our job. Mm. So He will take care of everything else, but our job is to not let our heart be troubled. Because And that comes from the affairs of life, the affairs of the world, from letting other things come in that are outside of what his promise has told us. And again, making ourselves more aware of his indwelling presence by speaking in other tongues and edifying ourselves Mm. is one of the ways that we keep our heart free from trouble. Um, But in Isaiah, it says so one of the reasons from why tongues actually to pray in tongues is that it gives you spiritual refreshing and there's a scripture in Isaiah 28:11 that says for with stammering lips and another tongue will he, he speak to his people this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest and the refreshing yet they would not hear so he's talking to people at it's, there's so much in this scripture. But he says, he's talking in Isaiah, right? So this is the old, old covenant. And he says, there's a rest coming. Mm. We know yes. now that that is the rest for us. That yeah. we have, that Jesus yes. died to pay for us to enter mm. into a rest. rest. That rest, and I, I only saw this recently, I believe it's showing us in this scripture is tied to stammering lips and another tongue because it says right there that this is what i'm going to give those people so in that upper room he provided the holy Mm. spirit that is in it is intricately tied to the rest that has been made made available for us and when we enter into that rest one of the Mm. ways i won't say the only but i'm tempted to say that we i don't know that we can fully enter into the full rest the full Everything that God has provided for us without accepting the third person of the Trinity that has been provided yes. for us to indwell us. Yes. And the first sign of that is speaking in other tongues. Yes, That's all it is. Is It's a sign that there's someone else living on the inside of you that is empowering you to do everything. But I saw that and that was just something that was so... Um, so interesting to me you know it's in the old testament and there's this promise of to come i will give them stammering lips and these are the people that i will enable to enter into my rest a rest that they were never able to enter that we are today not only able to enter but able to live in and abide in and that is how we keep our heart from trouble Proverbs says that a sound heart is life to your mm. body. Yes. To your flesh. Yes. A sound heart is life to your body. Does it say spirit? Does it say mind? Because some you, people won't argue with that. Well, okay, for my spirit. Mm. For my for my soul maybe. But Joseph was talking about this earlier. I am the healed of the Lord. Yes. That that includes my body.
0: Mm.
1: That includes the house that I live in. So but what's fascinating, and if you listen to the, the same people I do, you've, I got this from a, one of my favorite preachers, but that, that word, a sound heart, that word sound, and if you, you look at it in the um, Amplified, um, it's Proverbs 14. By the way, Proverbs 14. A calm and undisturbed is what it says. Common, undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body, but envy, jealousy and wrath are like rottenness to the bones. Which I love to... I, I love science. I do. I love science and I feel like it points us back to this. And this has been pointing us there all the time and they just prove... Science proves God. But so much of what we're seeing in the medical world these days is that the, um, it doesn't matter so much what the treatment is. If we have a treatment for something, what matters is the person's perspective of whether it's going to make them better or not. Yeah. And it's actually, I, I won't take the time to go into some of that, but it's what we're finding is, well, it's supernatural is what it is yeah. and it's exactly what the word has said all along that these things what, what are envy jealousy and wrath those are th- spirits that we allow to get in us and they begin to affect our physical body yeah we can't unaffect that without addressing the spirit of the matter yeah. so that word sound is a word um, in hebrew that the the root of that is rafa anyone know jehovah rafa yes right god my healer Healer. 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 yes so the root of having a sound heart is healing now to take that even deeper the root of rafa is rafa it's a breath, it's a hey instead of a, the one that looks like an X. I forgot what it's called. In Hebrew. And that means relax. So relax and rest in Him is the root of my healing. Yes. And that's, it's right there in the Old Testament. Yeah. And that is the yes. root of a sound heart, which is the root of, mm. of life to my body.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Mm. Last night when we were laying in bed, this this timer was going off. And uh, I'm laying there and I'm, I don't know. It, it caught my attention that... Um, I don't know, it was maybe 20 minutes, but now, I, now, for some reason, I'm like wide awake. I'm having these thoughts, and uh, you know, my, my study habits are not um, well, they're not like my wife. We're built differently. Um, and you'll find, uh, you'll find the Lord speaking to you. You'll find the Lord speaking to you at different times of the day, when you lend your tongue physically to him to pray through you. Kenneth Hagin said in this little book we've quoted called Why Tongues, he said, when a man or woman by faith lends, makes obedient their physical tongue and lends it to the Lord to pray in other tongues, they take a giant step in the spirit towards mastering their whole body you know corinthians says second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 says for though we walk in the flesh we're here in the physical we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. One of the most foundational thoughts that we're supposed to have that's obedient to Christ is, I am a spirit. I have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a physical body, but number one, I am a spirit. I feed on spiritual food, the word of God. I operate by a spiritual nature the power of the Holy Spirit I think I act on I talk about I live in a spiritual way we're not average we're not normal we're not even this is a a step we're even conditioned from the time we're born to think as human beings homo sapiens but you're not you're a spirit Your human nature will not go to heaven with you. Only you, the Spirit. If Jesus tarries his coming, like so many who've gone before us, all of my grandparents today, they're in heaven, but their body's not in heaven. They are a spirit. The real them is in heaven. One day I'll see Grandpa Wally, and I can't wait to see him. Funniest man you ever met. He'll be on the streets of gold. The real Grandpa Wally. It's so important and, and I'm, I'm speaking to you for a moment by the Spirit that you connect with this even now and remind yourself and have faith in the fact you are a Spirit. We preach the Word. Why? Because that's your spiritual food. It's necessity to feed on and renew your mind. Paul told the early church, you must renew your mind to what is written. Remember uh, what my wife said uh, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. What did he reply? What was his response? Only what was written. As a spirit being, we must begin to relate our lives and, and everything in our life to what is written. Why? Because that word is not like any other book. It's eternal. It's a living book. Remember Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. My son, my daughter, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Why? Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Why? Keep them in thy mouth. Why? For they are life to those that find them. It's a living word. It's a living word. It's a living word. Last night I'm laying in bed. And the third time I got up and I thought, wait a minute. This is like the young man who kept going to the prophet. He was hearing the voice of the Lord. Your timer was the voice of the Lord for me for a moment. You know, I've become more spiritually aware these last three years. And there's a risk you take to start thinking and acting and walking and talking like a spiritual being. Even the most spiritual... Notice these are big quotations. (laughs) spiritual people around you, if you start talking like someone who's led by the Spirit, remember, we're endowed with power, not weirdness. Right? It's not the same thing. Power has results. Weirdness is just weird. Weirdness has to try. The power of the Holy Ghost just is. It's yielded to. Weirdness is a manifestation of the flesh called something. The power of the Spirit is a yield to Him and it's always clothed in one thing. You know, you can instantly tell the difference between weirdness and a true, genuine flow of the Spirit. There's one defining factor. Can you guess what it is? Humility. Where there's tremendous humility where only Jesus is magnified in the situation everything in the flesh draws back to magnify and bow its knee to the Lord and give glory and honor and, and magnify him before people that's a spiritual thing weirdness will come out and say "Ha ha! here I am you lucky people I'm about to flow, so everybody look out. I'm in charge of this prayer meeting, so let me pray. If there's going to be a prophecy given, I will do the prophesying. No, humility is the essence of spirituality. Oh, that we would become humble people, so that Jesus would be exalted. Why? Because he gives grace. the humble. He empowers the humble. He speaks life to the humble. He gives the humble word and wealth and riches and blessing and honor. The Lord can always work with humility. These last few years the Lord's been doing a great work in our home and in our life. Revealing to us like mysteries, like Paul said, you'll pray out mysteries by the Spirit. I've been finding myself more lately focused on how much time I'm offering to the Lord by praying in other tongues. And, and it started off with like this, this diet, so to speak, in my life. That I would write a note and put it beside my bed. So that when I would wake up in the morning, the first thing I would think of besides going to get my coffee was take Fifteen minutes and pray in other tongues. And so while I'm on my way to, to coffee, to get my coffee ready, I'm praying in the Spirit. And I'm lending by faith my tongue unto the Lord. Trusting that He would do His job of praying through me. And I'm just doing this simple action like my wife demonstrated. And I'm literally just just yielded to the utterance. He doesn't make my lips move. He didn't make Peter's lips move or the 120 in the upper room. They just yielded. And by faith, they began to speak out syllables. And so I started doing this. This is just four years ago. Wake up in the morning and on purpose, setting a diet of my time. I'm not going to do anything making my coffee, but I'm not doing anything in the natural. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not giving any time to anything else. I'm going to give that first 15 minutes to, Paul said, stir yourself up on your most holy faith by praying in other tongues. And all of a sudden, my days, after a few days of this, started changing. I started recognizing things by the Spirit. I started seeing myself in a more spiritual way, not in a weird way. I recognized in the first week, I'm not a common man. I'm a man on a mission. I'm not an ordinary husband. I'm a husband with vision who's anointed by God to do great things. I start seeing myself in a different way. I start seeing my body healthy and upright. I start seeing sickness as a small thing, and the inward man as a great thing. I started understanding my Bible reading, my New Testament, the Epistles came alive to me, just that 15 minutes. Well then, I increased. You know, if you went to the gym, you wouldn't stay with working out with 50 pound weights for for months and months at a time. No, you would increase. Why? Because you're getting stronger. And so then I started at 15 minutes in the morning. was great. But then, you ever, you ever worked out maybe a time in your life and you did it for days and days and days? And then at night your body would cry out for that which what you've done. This is my best friend, Anthony. We're best friends. One of the reasons we became best friends is we put our life in each other's hands so many times early on in our relationship. The thing that brought us together was one of the great things was the outdoors and our, our, our love for rock climbing. And Anthony's an excellent rock climber. Everything about him, for me, breeds, breeds trust. So I've had different climbing partners over the years. I've been climbing now for 20 years, on and off. And putting your life in another person's hands, even in my, even in my, my, my wife's hands, I can't tell you how many times we've climbed together, and I've got her on the wall, I'm belaying, but then when it comes my time, I'm check, check, double check. Are you sure you've got me? Have you got me, Kirsten? Tell me you've got, I need to hear you. That's not true. He, he just says, he just says, I'll have Anthony. This is my time. This is my time. You know, Anthony and I, one time were were, uh, climbing in Joshua Tree National Park in California. And, you know, we we'd kind of studied a little bit about where we wanted to go. But then when we got there, what they said in the guidebook was going to be a little scramble um, to set your ropes was a terrifying, life-threatening, scariest experience to that point of my life. What the guidebook said was a little scramble to the top. I'm literally on a pillar of rock that's like only five foot circumference. And Anthony's just like hopping and jumping. This is awesome. Oh, wow, we're on top of the world. And I'm freaking out. And it was funny. I was the one who knew how to tie the knots, and he's the one that had zero fear of heights. And so I finally got to a place where I physically felt like, now I'm a safe climber, physically felt like I cannot move another two feet, my legs are shaking, and I said, Anthony, I'm going to set this rope up, and you're going to have to go the rest of the way. And for him, it was nothing, he took that rope, threw it over his back, I had set up a yoke knob, next thing I know, we're climbing. I say all that, you know, it's an interesting thing. He being my best friend in the natural as a man. Now, my wife is my life partner. We're closer than friends. <laughs> but him being my best friend, male friend, who I put my life in his hands, the Bible says of the Holy Spirit that he's so much more than a friend. He's a, the friend that sticks closer than even your own flesh and blood. Which tells me he's the one that we should entrust with everything in our lives. You know, the more I begin to pray in other tongues in those first few weeks—not that—and I've been praying in tongues my whole life, but but it became a a um, a habit that I formed. All of a sudden, this wonderful relationship started forming between me and the Holy Ghost. This partnership. I have experienced this boldness that comes. Now when he tells me to do something, I can trust him and I can step out and say, he's telling me to do this. And so I do it. And then he watches over his word and performs exactly what he said. You know, last night, I don't know why this story's taking so long. <laughs> last night I'm in bed. This timer, he's going off. And I finally recognized I was like, okay, I know what this is. I knew. It was your, uh, it was your dishwasher. And, and it, you know how I knew that? The Holy Spirit. I was laying in bed, and I thought, what could that be? It's not the refrigerator open. I didn't see a microwave. Uh, it's a dishwasher. The moment I had the thought, I got out of bed, and I saw a light on the dishwasher. And I opened it, and I thought, I don't know what to press. And I didn't press anything. And it stopped. And in that moment, when I went back to bed, I told Chris, I said, I'm sorry, I keep waking you up. I think I'm having a moment. And it wasn't a moment of insanity, but you'll have moments of clarity. While the world's stuck in moments of insanity, people who pray in the Spirit have moments of clarity. Complete clarity. And there was a word I was supposed to give, and I, I'll, I'll, we'll finish with this. And thank you so much for your time. This is what the Lord spoke to me about today. And you see if it registers anything for you because this is specifically for someone lies, evil spirits speaking lies to you. Fear, influencing voices, spreading satanic propaganda. 2 Timothy 1:7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. You know, he, Jesus, is our power. He is our perfect love, and he is our sound mind. One thing I've, I've realized in spending time praying in the Spirit and time with the Holy Spirit, he constantly brings me right back to his word. He constantly brings me by, right back to Jesus the Word. When I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm constantly brought back. All of a sudden, Scriptures I haven't even thought of in a long time start flowing out of me, out of your belly. In the Gospel of John, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The more I spend time with the Holy Spirit, it's like I get in a river. And all of a sudden, verses start coming to me. And and analogies in things I've seen in the Scriptures, he, He points me right back to Jesus. Why? Because He's my perfect peace. He's the great joy. He's everything that heaven has to offer. He's nothing but good. I believe the Lord spoke to me last night. And you just see if this. Maybe you're here today. and, And the enemy's been trying to tell you things to bring fear to your life. And you say, this could be general. Well, you know if it's for you. And if it's not for you, you don't have to feel any pressure. But I believe that the, 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 the enemies tried to speak some things to you. You know, a born-again person cannot be possessed by a devil. But they can allow voices, pressure. You know, this world is full of two things, pressure and grace. And grace comes from Jesus. And grace is experienced. Grace is manifested by, by, by the Holy Spirit. And maybe the enemy's been trying to tell you things, lies about you. You say, how do I know if there are lies? There's only one truth. And the Holy Spirit would bring you back to that truth. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, which is represented by three things, poverty, sickness, and death. You've been redeemed from all. Maybe pressure has been trying to come on. Pressure of so many things. Pressure of a job. Pressure of a situation. Pressure of taxes. Pressure of money. Pressure of failure. The thought that, that something's bound to happen that's not good for your life. Maybe there's been a struggle. Maybe you haven't found rest in a long time. He says in his word, he gives his, his beloved sweet sleep. You know, we were on vacation At the end of last year, it was a business trip slash vacation. And the part of our trip that was the most important to me was we had a few days to go to Italy. And I had spent a couple of days and even weeks kind of researching. But this was my portion of the trip. My wife works so hard. She has a company and she runs a business. She has employees and and people under her. And this was her business trip. And she said, listen, for this week, just whatever you think, I don't have time to mess, wherever you want to go. And I knew we were going to be in England, so I did all this research. I held up in a coffee shop all day one day. And I found these medieval towns, Siena, Rada, uh, the Chianti region of, of, of Italy. And I thought that's, it just, the Holy Spirit told me where we should go. Get to you everything he tell you everything. I mean, you, you lean on your friends. Hey, should I buy these shoes? Hey, what do you think about these shoes? Look at these shoes. Oh, those look good on you. That's how your friends act. But the friend who sticks close to her brother, he not only will, will weigh in on something, he actually knows the thing that will bless you not that will just make you look good, but but the kind of shoes that he'll pick out for you, you'll look at them every day and go, "Dead gummit, these shoes bless me. I love these shoes. Man, I feel 10 foot tall in these shoes. You know, it's funny, I'm wearing my favorite shoes today. These shoes are a gift from God. I didn't earn them. I didn't get these by the sweat of my brow. I got these at 20% of the retail value. 80% off. These are some of the best shoes I've ever owned. I like these shoes a lot. You know, the Holy Spirit set these shoes up for me. I was in a store in San Diego. And just hear what I'm saying. Because this could, if you're not accustomed to lending your tongue to the holy spirit then you might not be accustomed to lend your ear and it starts with my tongue and when i talk to him i open the conversation with faith hebrews 11:6 says uh, uh, without faith it's not possible to please him he that comes to god notice god's not coming to me he that comes to god by faith must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when I make the first step and I start talking in that heavenly language by faith, I'm opening up a conversation that is strictly between me and him. And if I do that long enough, I get accustomed to stepping out in faith and then all of a sudden, something happens in me and I become aware. And all of a sudden, I hear him talking back. And I was in a store. Don't let me forget about Italy. I was in a store. And I'm walking through the aisles and I'm looking at shoes. I'd just been there the day before. And I already knew the shoes, but I was in that part of town again. And I knew that week, this thought kept coming up. I'm getting a new pair of shoes this week. And that excited me. Because I wanted a new pair of shoes. But it just was on me. Sometimes these things will just come to me. i have a thought. And then it'll come to me three days in a row. Or in the middle of the night when a timer's going off. Three times in a row. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. Something's going on. Now that sounds wacky. But sometimes spiritual things to to a, a natural thought could sound wacky. But if you pay attention, there's wacky things happening everywhere. <laughs> And then you get accustomed to that and it's not wacky anymore. It's just kind of normal. It's like I'm, I'm actually looking for the blessing of the Lord in my life. Everywhere I go, I'm now accustomed. I am expecting His blessing, His favor, His power, His love, His joy. I'm expecting heaven to arrive everywhere I go. Literally, the kingdom, kingdom of God is within me. And it's represented by three things. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so I'm expecting joyful things to happen everywhere I go. I keep being drawn to you and have been for months. You're Mr. Garcia, aren't you? Yeah. Would you stand up? I can't get this off my mind. The blessing of the Lord is on your life. The blessing of the Lord is on your life. The favor, lift your hands, sir. The blessing of the Lord. Lift your hands, sir. The blessing of the Lord is on your life. And the grace of God is surrounding you for ideas and wisdom. Favor. Expect it. Everywhere you go, with every decision you make. In life, in business, in family. Expect the blessing. Expect the blessing. Expect the blessing. And it will show up. And he'll know what to do with it. You're a man who can be trusted with blessing. The blessing. Expect it. Every day. Do what I'm doing. It's working. Lord, thank you that your blessing's on my life. And then when it shows up, that's the word. Sometimes the the, uh, important word gets overplayed with excitement. So let me repeat it. When you expect it and it starts showing up, Ask Him what to do with it. Ask Him what to do with it. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. And so the Lord will not only give you the desires of your heart, but He'll give you the wisdom with how to put action to His plan. I've had you on my mind for months. I don't know you, but I asked your son about you a while back. Yeah, the blessing is surrounding you. Expect it. And as it shows up, ask Him for wisdom. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. This, 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 this. Uh, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I was walking through that store, and, and on the inside, I knew I was on the hunt for a pair of shoes. The, the Lord will take you on treasure hunts. And He knows where they're all at. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's our guide. The Word is our map. And the Spirit will lead you I had already looked at these sections the day before. Well, down at the bottom of the rack in the shadow, there was this box of shoes, and I looked at them and I knew the name brand. I thought, Oh man! And they were they were in the wrong size box. (laughs) They were marked wrong. And then when I looked in the shoe, they were my size. (laughs) Now get this: they'd been marked down, marked down, marked down, marked down, marked down, and they were 80 percent off of a clearance price. And I looked at them and I just started laughing. And I told my wife, I said, I just found this wonderful pair of shoes in the wrong box. And literally the Holy Spirit led me to them. The Holy Spirit's like a magnet for blessing and favor. And if you're led by Him, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. He'll literally bring you by your Spirit. And it's like you get hook up with people. The right relationships, the right things, in the right time, and the right season. I'm literally walking in the favor of God both spiritually and physically. The Holy Spirit found these pants for me a previous year. The Holy Spirit found this coat for me. Now, if I told you this story about this coat, you wouldn't believe it. Believe it. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I paid $6 for this coat. $6. I'm walking through a thrift store. My wife can tell you, I bought this coat in New England. I bought three coats that day. You ever heard of a Canale? Canale's a wonderful, handmade Italian brand. What would a $2,000 jacket be doing in a Goodwill, brand new? I'll tell you what I'd be doing. It'd be waiting on me. It'd be waiting on me. You know, there are things hidden both in His Word they're not hidden from us. They're hidden for us. There are things hidden in this earth. He knows, he knows where all the gold is. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Actually, that's just an analogy for us to understand. He owns all the cattle and he owns all the hills. God knows where your treasure is. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich and he adds no sorrow with it. His favor, his abundance. Oh, this was an anointed service. Pastor started off this morning talking about he wants to make you rich the blessing of the Lord will make you rich and you won't have the sorrow that is added like the world has. The world always feels guilty for what they have. And enough pressure and enough guilt, they can only get it off their conscience by giving it enough away to point back at themselves and say, look at what I've done. But the blessing of the Lord would make you rich and give you wisdom on what to do. it, And you can say, look at what God has done. I was led to give this young man here The young preacher, my favorite jacket. I took care of that jacket for 22 years. It was the first and only uh, sports coat that I was given by a pastor who wanted to encourage me when I was 19 years old. First time I preached at his church in Augusta, Maine. And he said, the Holy Spirit woke me up last night and said I was supposed to take you and buy you a suit of clothes. Well, at this last meeting down in Texas, and I fought with it for one hour. (laughs) And I knew I was supposed to put my watch on you and put my jacket on you. And the watch was fine, but the jacket was precious because a lot of great sermons were preached in that jacket and a lot of great times. And the Lord gave me the words, utterance, that it was your time, it's a new season and a great anointing on your life. Well, wouldn't you know it two days later (laughs) two days later we're leaving we're leaving that part of texas i woke up in the morning and i told my wife i said i know you're going to be working in the car i'd like to stop at this outlet mall i think the lord has a blessing there for me wouldn't you know it a a, a very similar looking jacket was on the rack and it was on clearance for 80 percent off of clearance if i if i'm lying i'm frying this is a true story it just happened wouldn't you know, it was a gray double-breasted blazer. The, the, the physical value was exactly ten times what I sowed to the dollar. And I got it for nothing. You say, well, you got a lot to brag on. Man, find reasons to brag on Jesus. Find reasons to brag on Him. He's leading me to every good thing. He's leading me to every good thing. He's leading me into great moments. This morning, as we're closing, I believe there's a moment we're supposed to have here. And I'm going to ask you to, to meet me halfway. I have a word from the Lord for you. If you've been suffering from, uh, from uh, uh, a, 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 a spirit that's been uh, devaluing you, Making you feel worthless, um, you've been uh, suffering from depression. You've been oppressed. You've been living in fear over something—fear about the future, fear about your past catching up with you, fear about tomorrow, fear about family. You've been worried. You've been robbed of sleep. You've been having nightmares. You've been—you've been seeing like visions uh, uh, of horrific things. I want you to come down here, though an evil spirit can, can't can't. Uh, um, possess you they can try and oppress you or influence you and i believe if you'll meet me halfway with faith today we'll just take authority over that and, and and you'll just walk out of here completely free and so i'd invite you this is not to embarrass anybody but it has to be this way if you'd like prayer for any for any of those things mentioned i want you to be bold and come forward jesus said These signs shall follow them that believe in my name the cast out devils, speak with new tongues they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There were several other things he said that scripture kept coming up in my heart last night and this morning we're going to take authority over fear we're going to take authority over evil spirits. Amen And, and they're going to leave every single one of you is going out of here free today every single one of you is going out of here free today He is.